Welcome to Empowerment Today. We're so glad you joined us. And today we're going to be speaking about how to recover from loss. How many of you have had a loss in your life? Could have been a spouse, a relative who passed away. Maybe you lost your job or something else. All loss hurts, but how do we overcome it? How do we recover from it? In today's broadcast, we're going to find out from one of our very special guests, Tamara Tesmer, who will be with us today to share how she recovered from the loss of a child. Stay tuned for a powerful talk that will change your life. introduce to you our guest today, Tamara Tesmer. We are so grateful and so honored to have you here with us today, Tamara. Thank you, Roberta. I'm so glad to be here. Just a little background for everyone here. Currently, Tamara is a wife and a mother of three children. Uh, her and her husband, Jay, had met in college at University of Miami and it was love at first sight <laughs> from what I've heard anyway and Jay her husband went on to play baseball as a pitcher for the New York Yankees and I guess that must have been really exciting yeah it was it was very exciting it was um, it was an adventure so we did meet in college um, at the University of Miami it was uh, Jay's senior year in uh, college, so he was pretty much done with uh, that part of his life, and he got drafted uh, to the Yankees very shortly after that, and um, we traveled all over the world, and we, um, we got married about two years after he had been playing, so um, life, was, life was exciting, and New York, New York's a very fun-filled, exciting place to live. I bet. Oh, my. And then, of course, you all had Avery, your first child. Yes. And then Brayden came along. Right. Yes. And from what you've told me, Brayden was a normal child, normal pregnancy. And then you had issues that started when he was about four months. Yes. Yes. So Avery was our first child. Um, Brayden was our second. Life was great and wonderful. And and spectacular and we were living the life we had a perfect life you know two children one boy one girl what else could you what else could you ask for and um, Braden was born I had a normal normal pregnancy normal delivery he was my second child so he was different but I didn't think that that was wrong I mean all children are not supposed to be the same he would um, have some difficulty nursing and he was cranky and whiny but again okay fine he's just not he's not Avery who was my perfect princess and around um, four months old he we had gone to the doctor and he weighed exactly the same as he did at two months he hadn't had any weight gain wow. so this yeah this should have been a big red light but it wasn't 
about a month later, he was very inconsolable. He got very, very sick. He wouldn't sleep. He wouldn't eat. He just cried and cried and cried. So my husband and I took him to the emergency room to have him examined because this was definitely something was wrong. And it was a long process, and a lot of things went on you know, in the hospital. We eventually um, realized that he, they said he had RSV, which is a respiratory vi virus. And um, then he just started crashing. He couldn't breathe. And so they uh, intubated him, put him on a breathing, a breathing t machine. And then once they had done that, I guess it gave them an opportunity for things to quiet down. And then they were listening to his heart and they heard a heart murmur. They did an ultrasound and he had a very severe heart defect that he was born with that for some reason was, um, was not caught. So the doctors came in and told Jay and I that we had to um, life flight him. We were at the time living in, in Port St. Lucie, Florida. And the best hospital for him was Joe DiMaggio in Fort Lauderdale. So they life flighted him from there, from Port St. Lucie to, to Joe DiMaggio's in Fort Lauderdale. And on the life flight, um, some, some tragic things happened, he became extubated, which means basically the machine that was breathing for him came out of his, of his um, throat. So he um, went into heart failure and he was down for about 20 minutes and they actually um, resuscitated him on the rooftop of Joe DiMaggio. So it was the doctors at Joe DiMaggio who resuscitated him. But being without oxygen for 20 minutes opened up a whole nother you know, can of worms and um, he had severe brain damage because of it. And we were in the hospital for about three months in, in Joe DiMaggio, three or four months. Um, and the crazy thing is that he actually, once he had his heart surgery, his heart function was perfect. It was completely and totally perfect heart function. But it was everything else that, that really was what um, made his recovery much more challenging. He had um, couldn't he could have had difficulty um, swallowing. He um, had a hard time with his kidneys. It was affecting his blood pressure, so they had to put him on blood pressure medicine. Um, he was having seizures. He had to have a um, breathing I'm sorry not a breathing tube a uh, feeding tube put inside because he didn't have the, I guess the normal swallowing mechanisms. We were released in June, the very beginning of June. Actually, I'm sorry, that's not true. We were, we were released in May, the end of May. And we were brought home and we had full-time nursing care during the day and just us to take care of him at night. And we were home for about three weeks and um, we had to go to the doctor for his you know, checkup and my best friend had come down and she was spending time with us. and. She was just playing with him on the floor, and she touched him. And I mean, I still, I still remember it. Like she said, "Tam, he's cold." And she put wow. his, her hand on his leg, and um, she picked him up, and he was just very like lifeless. And um, he, he was his body was starting to shut down. And we called nine one one, and they took him to the hospital, and they tried to revive him, but um, he was they he was pronounced dead that day. So. Um, he was nine months old. Wow, that is like, that's a lot to go through in nine months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, that's 
had to have been really, really hard on everyone, on you, Jay, your other daughter, you know, now. Um, what was it like for you, though, like when you first found out that he was gone? Um, I remember, so Jay went to the hospital on the ambulance. Um, so there's things that he experienced that I didn't experience because he was with them when they were trying to, you know, resuscitate him. So we have different, we have different, you know, stories. And I remember walking into the hospital and the, um, the doctor trying to ask me what happened. And I, I would try to go into this big, long ordeal. And he just took my arm and he said, you know, he's gone. And I, I still think back about it. And it took me a while to admit this to my husband. It took me years. We finally, I finally said in that moment, I was like, thank you, Jesus. And I, I felt guilty for how, that was my immediate thought was praise God that he is healed. Now, that was very short-lived, you know, maybe like two minutes. And then the natural, normal reaction of everybody. It, I was hysterical and crying and, you know, the grief-stricken and the pit in your stomach and I can't breathe and I can't believe this happened and... Um, you know, but I never, I never questioned God. I, I didn't. And I don't know why I didn't. I never, um, I never got angry at him. I never, um, I just didn't. I just, I knew um, that that was, that that was what we had asked for. When, when Braden was very sick and they had come to us in the hospital, the doctors said he needs, he needs open heart surgery. But at this point, we already knew that he had all the brain damage that he had. And Jay and I, I mean, we actually considered it for a while. Like, if we don't do this, he's going to pass away. So, you know, what do we do? Do we, do we knowingly prolong his life, knowing that if we give him this heart surgery, he's, he's going to, we're going to, you know, he's going to continue to live, but what kind of quality of life? And um, Jay was reading the Bible, and he came in, and he said, um, it's like Abraham and Isaac. And I, and I was like, well, what do you mean? He goes, like, Abraham just gave his son, like, he just did what, what God told him to do. And I'm just, we're going to do it, and we're going to trust that God is going to just take care of this. And um, so that's, that's pretty much what we did, and we prayed, we prayed for healing. We prayed for him to be healed. I just didn't think that that healing was not going to be here on earth, but that it was going to be in heaven. So, um, but I'm not the perfect person because I do have another child. His name is Evan. He's my youngest child. He um, was born with a birth defect, and when I was pregnant with him, they told us that he had a like two percent chance of living. So that made me very angry. That was my why. God, are you doing this to me again? I've already lost a child. What's wrong with you? Why don't you love me? Situation. Wow. So that, I mean, you went through it once and you know, you got through it, it sounds like, and God was with you. But in the second go round, how did you deal with those right. 
feelings, those emotions um, that came through with it. Yeah, I mean, it was tough. It's always, I mean, loss is, loss is horrible and um, it's, it's overwhelming. For, for me, I, at this time, so when Brayden was born, I only had Avery who was left, but still I had another child. Um, with Evan, the thought of losing Evan, I, I had two other children and it, it wasn't an option. I mean, terminating my pregnancy wasn't an option. I was, there's no way that was happening. So I had my, I had my weeks of, um, of doubting God and questioning him and wondering, you know, why, why he would do this to me and I've already lost a child and why would you take another child away? And, um, I just prayed a lot and, and one day I just woke up and it was gone. Like the, the grief and the, and the burden and the doubt was just, it was gone. And I knew, um, I knew that God was going to see me through and I just, I knew that Evan was, was going to be fine and he was fine. But my biggest struggle, I think, was the fact that my husband lost his faith and I, and I didn't. So that was hard for me because when I was trying to grieve the loss of my son and cling to the Lord and have faith and be, you know, uplifted, I had to be his rock also. I had to answer these questions that I felt he should be answering for me. You know, I didn't get an opportunity to actually really fall apart because he was falling apart. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's hard. And, and, you know, and so many times, too, in relationships, especially in a child loss situation, a lot of times those families have issues and they don't make it. Like, it's incredible that you guys made it through. Like, how did, how did you make it through those times? <laughs> um, that's a good question. I, I, I think um, for me, and you and I were talking about this a little before, for me, it's not, it's failure, I guess, best way to put it, is not an option for me. I would not let Satan win. He was not going to win. It didn't matter. And... Um, you know, I've just, I'm blessed to be married to a wonderful man, even though he had his struggles. He was honest about them, and he knew that he needed, you know, a good godly man in his life that was a little bit more mature in his faith to, to like, just be real with. You know, he couldn't ask me the questions. And, um, you know, at the time, I didn't realize we were having some of the damage that we had. I mean, it took years. We've been married, we'll be married 25 years this year. So it, it took years for me to realize that I'm mad at you. Like I'm upset because you weren't there for me or because you, you know, didn't like hold me up or, you know, do whatever I thought he needed to do or what he was supposed to do for me at that time. But, you know, ultimately, I'm not supposed to be looking to my husband to be my savior. You know, it's supposed to, you know, come from Jesus. It, it comes from my relationship with him and just a lot of prayer and a lot of open communication, you yeah. know, just real honest conversations with each other about how we were feeling, you know, why this stinks. I mean, it's not 
it's not great. I mean, we all lose, but to lose a child, or lose a spouse, I mean, loss hurts. It's, it's not fun, and um, you're allowed to be miserable and upset and sad and, um, you know, but at the end of the day, for me and, and, I'll, and for Jay, too, I mean, it wasn't an option. Our relationship, our family, and um, bringing glory to God was more important than um, our feelings, I guess. You know. Well, that's really great. And, and what I gleaned, like when you were saying that about being open and honest, I think, too, so many times when we're going through a loss, even as Christians, like we feel like we can't say how we feel because that's, you know, that's not a faith. And when we're real, though, and when we are honest, God says when we confess our faults one to another, that's when he comes in and heals us. So I really see that like when you and Jay were working this out, even though you didn't see all the you know, damage that was being done, yet you both were so honest with each other, even through it. And I believe that your prayer and you know, continuing seeking God really can help strengthen someone else going through that as well. So that's a really, I mean, I can't imagine like how you had felt going through it all, but um, knowing God and seeing how he, he brought you through it must today give you faith in other areas. Like I know that we have mentioned your son, your um New, the youngest yes, son, Evan. who obviously he made it. Yes, he did. So, how In all does... his glory, he made it. <laughs> Hallelujah! God is good, and even with the complications with Evan, do you think that what you went through with Brayden? helped you in your faith to see God move in Evan, and how does that help you today as well? Um, well, yes, one hundred percent. Evan is um, a firecracker. He tries my patience every day, but I thank God every day that he is there to try my patience. I'm a little bit of a, of a perfectionist, so when my house is a mess, or there's dishes in the sink, or there's laundry to be done, it overwhelms me. And I think that the fact that I lost a child and I know how precious life is, it helps me focus a little bit more to understand that all that stuff is so trivial and so meaningless. And when he drives me crazy and I want to hide in my closet, thank God that he's there to drive me crazy and for me to hide in my closet because I've, you know, I've, I've been there. I've been where, you know, there, you're missing someone and you're never going to get, you know, that person back. But you know, I mean, I've, so Braden has been gone 18 years. I've told this story to many people, even my, my journey with Evan, because Evan's journey was a, a big journey. I mean, there was a lot of faith needed for that. I was told at 18 weeks gestation that my child was not going to live. You know, I think they said 2% and all these other um, options and you can do this and you can do that. And, um, but it wasn't, I mean, I was just firm that God was going to see me through. And maybe it was losing Brayden that gave me the faith to make the decision that 
God had me and that he was going to provide and, um, you know, things obviously got better because he's alive and he is fantastic and wonderful. But, you know, I tell my story and, and people, you know, they say things to me like, I, oh, my goodness, I can only imagine. And it's, it's so horrible. And how did you survive? And I just I don't see that. And you and I have had that conversation. I think we all have a journey. I think we all have pain and we all have loss. And a lot of times we don't see ourselves what God has done. I look at you, Roberta, and you and I have shared some things that you have gone through. And I tell you that I think you're amazing and that I think that you are a wonderful woman of God and how I've seen God move through you and, and, and cover you and protect you. And you, you know, you just kind of laugh at me and say, oh, my gosh, I don't feel that way. You know, I don't feel like, I, you know, that I'm, you know, strong or, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, I think you are. And I think that we learn from each other's, you know, journeys and, you know, the crosses that we're, that, you know, that we're given to bear. Yes, we do. And I really thank you for coming on and sharing with us. Um, We'll get back to seeing how you can be empowered through even a loss. Stay tuned with us. We'll be right back. For only 58 cents per day, you can change a child's life forever. Your support gives a child nutritious meals, education, care, and hope for the future. Will you partner with us at Giving Hope to Haiti? With your donations, we can continue our work with the K-12 school in St. Mark. We serve an average of 300 students per year. Our focus is education, Christian values, and inspiration. Use our text to give to sponsor a child. What an amazing story of God's grace to see the strength and the capability of someone who had gone through such a very hurtful loss. I can't imagine myself losing a, a, a son or a daughter, and maybe you've gone through that loss too. But to see that God can bring you through, He can make a difference, and you can make a difference too. We encourage you, if you're going through a loss today, please email us, comment below, let us pray for you. We want to encourage you, your strength is in Him. And he is able, well and above, to take you through no matter what circumstance you're dealing with now. In Romans 8, 28, one of my favorite scriptures, it says that we know in all things, in all things, that God works together for our good. No matter how bad the circumstance, no matter how dreary it may seem like right now, God says that he'll work together for our good, those bad things. I encourage you today, stay focused in God and let God raise up a standard against all powers of darkness in your life. Before we leave here, I'd like to give you an affirmation that you can say to yourself, saying, I am comforted. Psalm 34, 18 says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. You can confidently say, I am comforted, knowing that He will comfort you and guide you in everyday life.
Remember, stay calm and be empowered. We'll see you next time.